Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 18th. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. In 1965, a Soviet cosmonaut known as Lieutenant Colonel Alexei Leonov exited the spacecraft Volkshad 2 for a short spin. He completed a somersault and then proceeded to take pictures of space. This took place just days before the U.S. planned to launch its first two-man spaceship. Alexei became the very first man to walk in space. Born in the Altai region of Siberia on May 30th of 1934, he graduated from a selection of Air Force academies with honors and was quickly picked to be one of the first 20 cosmonauts for the Soviet space program. Leonov had actually expected to become a professional artist, but his life took a very different turn as he became a key player in the space race. In 1965, the Soviet Union was well ahead of the U.S. in the race to land humans on the moon. They had already launched the very first satellite, an animal, a man and a woman into space. Launched on Volkshad 2, the world's 17th human spaceflight on March 18th, Leonov made history as the first person to exit his spacecraft for an extravehicular activity. The Earth is round, he exclaimed, as he caught his very first view of the world. Stars were to my left, right, above, and below. The light of the sun was very intense, and I felt its warmth on the part of my face that was not protected by the filter, said Leonov in a 2015 interview with the Federation Aeronautique Internationale on the 50th anniversary of a spacewalk. For a duration of 12 minutes and 9 seconds, the cosmonaut conducted the very first ever spacewalk while connected to a spacecraft by a 17.6-foot tether. However, Leonov's true test of skill came when he attempted to return into the ship. Experts had not foreseen the effect a vacuum in space would have on a cosmonaut's suit. It was steadily inflating. As the difference in air pressure caused the suit to balloon out of shape, Leonov's hands were pushed out of the gloves and his feet out of the boots. In fact, the suit had ballooned so much that he was unable to return through the airlock, and to add even more danger, he only had five minutes before the craft would enter Earth's shadow and he would be plunged into total darkness. Acting quickly, Leonov bled some air out of the suit by opening a valve. The suit slowly deflated, but he was already feeling the effects of decompression sickness with pins and needles in his hands and legs. Just in time, Leonov managed to force himself through the airlock headfirst and close the hatch behind him. However, Leonov's troubles were far from over as the capsule attempted to re-enter Earth's atmosphere, it malfunctioned and after an emergency landing, Leonov and his fellow cosmonaut found themselves hundreds of miles off course in a remote area of the Ural Mountains. In 1920, child labor laws of Georgia were highly debated. It was proposed by one state representative that forbade children less than 12 years of age to work. Similarly, it was proposed that children under 14 should not be able to work without a parent or guardian signed permission. Although children have been servants and apprentices throughout most of human history, child labor reached new extremes during the Industrial Revolution. Children often work long hours in dangerous factory conditions for very little money. Children were useful as laborers because of their size, and it allowed them to move in small spaces in factories or mines where adults couldn't fit. Children were easier to manage and control, and perhaps most importantly, they could be paid less than adults. Child laborers often worked to support the families, but were forced to forego an education. 19th century reformers and labor organizers sought to restrict child labor and improve working conditions, but it took a market crash to finally sway public opinion. 
During the Great Depression, Americans wanted all available jobs to go to adults rather than children. The opponents of child labor then sought a constitutional amendment authorizing federal child labor legislation. Congress passed such an amendment in 1924, but the conservative political climate of the 1920s, together with opposition from some church groups and farm organizations that feared a possible increase in federal power in areas related to children, prevented many states from ratifying it. The Great Depression changed political attitudes in the United States significantly, and child labor reform benefited. Almost all of the codes developed under the National Industrial Recovery Act served to reduce child labor. In 1967, the tanker Torrey Canyon ran aground on the rocks between Land's End and the Skilly Isles and leaking its cargo of 100 tons and leaked its cargo of 100,000 tons of crude oil into the sea. The oil got on beaches in Cornwall and the Normandy coast of France, causing major environmental damage with many seabirds contaminated. It was the first major oil spill in British and European waters, causing enormous damage to marine life and the livelihoods of local people. It also led to changes in the way the people viewed the environment. Brittany in northern France bore the brunt of the thickest part of the slick and it became known there as the Black Tide. More than 15,000 seabirds were killed. Clogged up with thick, viscous oil, they were washed up both dead and alive on the shores. Future populations of some species took decades to recover. The death of the birds and marine mammals in the first days after the spill were only a fraction of the final toll. The effects went on for years, working on organisms from the bottom of the food chain, the plankton, and small invertebrates that live in the sediments, through the mussels and clams, on up to fish, birds, and mammals. And the British cleanup effort, which involved the excessive and indiscriminate use of powerful chemicals, made a bad situation much worse. It took 13 to 15 years for the treated areas to recover, about five times longer than those areas where the oil is dispersed naturally by wind and waves. The approach in France was perhaps less scientific, but much kinder to nature. The French let the oil come on shore and then scooped it up. On the rocky beaches, the oil that remained gradually weathered and the marine life was not as badly affected. The Torrey Canyon disaster did have some positive consequences, including the creation of maritime regulations on pollution. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 18th. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you today to the following websites for the information on the topics thepeoplehistory.com, Alexei Leonoff at space.com, childlaborlaws at history.com, and the Torrey Canyon oil spill at bbc.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.